I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Hey team, we're back with the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV and such. We're going to talk about the news of the week, then take a break, come back with some fun reviews of what we've been watching. Right. anything in the mailbag to start us off this week? We actually do have two letters this week. Mm. So when it rains, it pours here in Enough Studios down in the chill zone. Yes, we're in the zone. We should have mentioned. Um, mm. uh, oh. We got a letter from Stephen Goudreau, super fan. He said, hey, boys, the bit is hysterical. He means the Boston guys bit that we do. We like to call it bean and out. Kid. The bit is hysterical. I laugh every time. Make sure to do it just before or just after the sports corner. That's spelled a good idea. without an ER. Kid. And I think that, that is probably about right. So mental note. Yeah. That'll be when we yeah, degrade into full madness mm. a little later in the program. Our next letter is from another superfan, Dan Hall. He's been a guest of the program. He is also a comedian in Boston and has his own show mm. that you can check out, The South Shore Boys yes, with a Z. that's Boys with a Z. Check them out on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you can find us. Dan says, hey, turkeys, first time, long time. Fun. I was wondering, has there, and I just said he's been on the show, so I guess that doesn't work, Dan, but... Past and future guest. It's, you're, you know. Um, I was wondering, has there, this is a fucking awesome question, by the way. Has there been a time while watching a movie for review where one or both of you cried in front of the other? Did you address it? Was it weird? If not, follow up. What movie has made you cry the hardest? Mm. And he said, mine was the stupid time travel romance about time. I know, right? Whoa. Sincerely, I think I probably, Dan Hall. I probably cried at that, too. That's, Did you really? That's a surprisingly good movie. Is that Denzel? No. Who's in that? I don't even know. That's Rachel McAdams and that Domhnall Gleeson, that kid oh, who's God. like in the Star Wars. Rachel McAdams is in three movies where she plays the love interest of a time traveler. Fun fact. But uh, yeah. it's a tall order. Yeah, I haven't cried at a movie in a while, mm. and we've, I've never cried in a movie with you. I don't believe. I believe this is a, a sore spot for you because I famously will let the waterworks out at a movie, but you've never seen it happen, and you want. I yes, this is actually a weird. This is a very topical thing for us because I have been trying to cry for some time, mm. can't. And I've also been hoping that I can catch Scott in the act of crying, and I haven't caught that either. I mean, if you put on the end of Furious 7, you could, we could get this done in, in quick succession. Ooh. <laughs> I think, for me, the last time I cried at a, in the movie theater, I guess, is funnier than at home, is I when I was still drinking, I saw it's both 
World Trade Center and United 93 at the Hanover Patriot Cinemas with friend of the show Codpiece. I believe you were blackout drunk for both of those? Not quite blackout, but I was close. I was very drunk. Because I do remember it. Such funny movies to see in the theater, drunk. We would go to, we for both of them, we went and got food and drinks at Uno's prior and ah. drank a ton. And mm. then just right across the lot is the movie theater. What's a better boys' night than that? <laughs> getting loaded at Uno's. <laughs> fucking zoom. Couple of bros getting tanked. Yeah. Uno's is, is a classy establishment. It's a shame they aren't really doing that well anymore. But mm. we got tanked at Uno's and then we went over to... to and I, I remember bawling my eyes out mm. at both of those movies. Super sad movies. I can, I don't know if, probably one of those got me. I don't know if I made it through all the World Trade Center. That movie's kind of a lot. Is that the one with Cage? Yes. Yeah, him in like a hard hat as a fireman. Mm. Huh? Go ahead. Huh? But yeah, the, I don't know, maybe the movie we watch later will make me cry. And this is a sad, can, sad movie is it not the what is it benny and june what is this movie called again malcolm and marie we're going to be watching the new netflix film from visionary director sam levinson is he the guy who did uh spider-man i don't even know what he did but they in the preview they legit gave him the from visionary director treatment which is one of my favorite things especially for a guy that i haven't heard of who's made like one movie they're like he's a visionary oh he's a euphoria writer yeah, visionary. How is he a visionary? Exactly. He's like 14. But yes, we'll get into that later in the program. And while we're talking tears and sadness, we thought we'd get into some of the people we've lost this past week. We got some deaths to talk about. Oh, this about. is a shame. Christopher Plummer passes away at the age of 91. He's the guy from The Sound of Music. He famously replaced uh, Kevin Spacey in that All the Money in the World movie. He was in Knives Out. It's Girl a shame Kevin Tetris. Spacey can't replace him here. Yeah. Not my bit. Can't, <laughs> I tried to get away with it. I can't do it. Yeah, this guy on Twitter, I actually have it here. I'll give him credit. At Tweet Shy Zone wrote, Christopher Plummer once more stepping in to fill a role that should have gone to Kevin Spacey. He even worded it better. Mwah. And I had his rough draft and I still botched it. <laughs> Masterpiece. Whoever tweet. you are, sir, we'd love you on the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's down. He, he Beginners was, was my favorite. I remember in whatever that was, 2015 or 16, I was really, really pulling for him to win the Oscar for that. And he did. And I was psyched. Oh, yeah. I forgot he won for that. Oh, yeah. That's a great movie. I guarantee no one listening to this has seen Track it down, that's a real good one. It's probably on one of the streamers because it's been out for six years yeah. or so. From the guy who did Thumbsucker, another movie that oh, you probably yeah. haven't seen that you should. It is my professional opinion that you've become a monster. Yes. And also, goddamn, we lost Dustin Diamond this week, folks. There's no easy way to say it. <sighs> it's tough. Who you might know better as Screech from the Saved by the Bell series. And the spinoff Saved by the Bell, the college years. He got Which some good work. Which were brutally bad. They weren't great. No. I watched them, though. I'm not a huge Saved by the Bell guy. <gasps> I actually prefer Screech's later work, like his cameo in Made or <laughs> his sex tape or his, I believe, Me Too allegations. That's my favorite Screech work. So, Dustin, yeah. uh, we're going to miss you, buddy. He was also in the straight-to-video Insane Clown Posse movie called Big Money Rustlers. 
He, oh. He had a cameo as a man in outhouse. His character didn't even have a name. That's a fun fact. Yes. So yeah, now Dustin is in the sky with diamonds. <laughs> we got a lot of birthdays. That's we on, do. on a more positive note. Yes. Hit me with some of those birthdays. Happy birthday to Christian Bale, who is 47, friend of the show. Kid Cuddy, who is 37. Oh. Gene Hackman is 91. Gene Hackman, we need you back in the picture business. I know you're retired. I'd love to see you in a film. Justin Timberlake is 40. We're going to talk about his new movie on Apple Movies, Apple TV Plus, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Palmer, later. Yeah. And Michael Mann, famous director of Collateral and Heat and The Insider, mm. is 78 years old. Yes. And you said, is that anybody else? or? I mean, you could. you can honor Michael Mann and Christopher Plummer by watching The Insider which Michael Mann directed and Christopher Plummer acted in. You could do a nice birthday, Perfect. death day, twofer. Perfect. But yeah, what's his face? Uh, Christopher Plummer, born in 1929, died in 2021. He saw both roaring 20s. It's a pretty good stretch. It's enough, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's enough. That's good. Um, also, see. Hal Holbrook. A similarly yes. seasoned veteran character actor. He's also dead. Yes. He was in, like, Into the Wild and a bunch of other stuff, like, our dads has, have seen that oh, I can't oh, remember. Oh. But, yeah, the let's get into some lighter news. Uh, the Marilyn Manson stuff? <laughs> you want to <laughs> get right into... Uh, oh, hey, my God, man. I can't believe I'm finally getting canceled. <laughs> I thought I'd gotten away with it. Yeah. All those rapes. It what? sort of sounds like Samantha's here, but it's me, Marilyn. What the fuck? But yeah, for people who aren't aware, he's Marilyn Manson has been accused by Evan Rachel Wood and five other women of abuse and all sorts of wild stuff. Marilyn Manson, he's one of those guys that he's so weird as a, like, persona. I figured, oh, he's probably like super normal in real life, but... That is untrue. I guess not, because there's all sorts of accusations of like... My favorite is his friends are already running for the hills. Or like, I guess Trent Reznor's saying they're not friends. Yeah, he's already out. He's already turning on him. He said that I haven't, I've always said I've not liked this man for 25 years. Because I guess in, I, I'm not saying I guess, I read it. I read Marilyn Manson's biography. And in it, he details all this sordid shit that they did back in, like, the 90s. Mm. And there was a time where Nine Inch Nails was touring with the Marilyn Manson band. And they would, like, according, allegedly, according to Marilyn, they were taking girls backstage and, you know, under the influence of drugs. And there was pee and yeah. just I saw the real words, fucked up. I saw the words satanic sex play yes. in some of these headlines. One woman is, uh, I forget her name, she's a musician I'd not heard of, is coming forward saying when she toured Marilyn Manson's house at like 18, he told her there, he showed her the rape room. Oh. He, his words. <laughs> so he, like, it's sort of like a, I don't know if it's like uh, Kevin Spacey or Christian, Christian Bale, um, a Chris D'Elia effect where it's like s people are just piling on. Like, I'm waiting so for, the death nail is going to be the Rose McGowan testimonial because she was Didn't famously they used to date? yeah yeah wow. they dated for a while 
God, she really got involved with a lot of fucked up characters. I don't get the, anybody having luck that bad. Yeah. It's also funny, like, or not funny, I don't know what it is, but you Marilyn Manson's like the original cancel guy. They've been trying to cancel him, like, since Columbine, back when, like, I people a, couldn't get canceled. I don't think it's going to stick. You don't think? Nope. His record label dropped him, sure, but I honestly think he's going to pivot from this. Ooh, interesting. I do. He's a really bright guy. I'm not saying that I... I'm a huge Manson fan, yeah. so this fucking sucks. Because I'm also... You legitimately, like, love his haunted house music. <laughs> I think he's fucking great. Mm. And unfortunately... Um, I don't know. I mean, the he may get that stink on him and it may not go away and i'm the fr- it doesn't I'm the, look good right now i'm the first person to believe women and i i am a believer of the me too movement i'm, I'm the second person to believe women just, just we're the first two he's first, first in line I'm, guys. I'm right behind him i'm right here so for me it's when the second i read the allegations i was like those are true mm. fuck and my opinion of him did change and my opinion of him changed a little bit when i read his book mm. but <laughs> I'm yeah. a big fan of separating the art. I'm not going to go on Good Morning America and talk about how much I love him and Bill Cosby, Ooh. but I will always probably consider Bill Cosby a great comedian, just like I will always <laughs> consider Marilyn Manson a great musician, but that doesn't mean I want him on my baseball team. What a good duo, Cosby and Marilyn Manson. Oh, Marilyn, I hey. see you got some women in the rape room. <laughs> hey, Bill. Let's... Uh, <laughs> do you have enough pills to get them all to fall asleep? I do, Bill. Don't uh, even worry about it. Okay. I'm going to be in there for a while. You know it takes me a bit to get going. TMI, Bill. Okay, later. I was looking for the, uh, <laughs> the Cosby Show theme song, and it was Ooh. a little slow on the uptake. Maybe a Manson remix? Wow, there it is. <laughs> okay, Marilyn, we'll start this bit over again with oh, the bed. Fuck. <laughs> Am I still alive? <laughs> Nobody's gonna bash my head in on a sink. I mean, praying for it. He's he's my next in the death pool. I've got my crosshairs on Cosby. What about Marilyn Manson and Bill Cosby sharing a prison cell together? Ooh. How's that sound? Sounds like a sitcom. And this can be the... In the intro. beginning, it's them dancing in the shower, and their their genitals are blurred out. Ooh, that's a green light. Speaking of fucked up sitcoms, Frasier, I think we talked about before, like, they were maybe thinking about doing a revival. It's official now. Frasier yeah, is returning. Yeah, I was going to happen. On Paramount Plus, which is what CBS All Access is becoming at some point. I don't know when they're officially... Yes, Niles. Yes. <laughs> You're so corpulent that (laughs) the magnificently appointed Tuscan Villa. I didn't used to be a Frasier guy, but... It's great. Yeah, past couple years, I see an episode here and there. It's very funny. It's very adult humor, and we were 10 when it came out. Yeah, like... That's all. All the humor is just from them being, like, impossibly snooty. And yeah, when you're a kid, it's like, what is... What? Are these guys just dicks? Yeah. You don't get it. But, um, yeah, that'll, I'll watch that, fine. Yeah, and is the it, guy... What network? Sorry. Paramount Plus. So CBS is, like, their streaming service. But the guy who's running the new reboot is this guy who got famous doing, like, a Frasier parody Twitter account. Kind of like the, the <clears throat> Seinfeld Now stuff. He sure. just did, like, a if Frasier was still happening. And through that, he got, like, a gig actually show-running Frasier. 
it's we gotta it's step insane. up our online presence yeah i post like one instagram <laughs> show related per week this would be like me like getting to write a saw movie based on my fucked up awful tweets <clears throat> be a miracle uh maybe you yeah. never know Speaking of miracles, did you see John Krasinski making out with Pete Davidson on SNL? Oh, hey, man. Oh, yeah, we, we totally kissed. That monologue stunk. Yeah. I didn't... John hosted. I, I watched the whole monologue, and then I watched the first sketch where Keenan Thompson comes out as O.J. Simpson, have, having just gotten the vaccine. You just saying Keenan Thompson almost just made me do like a bevy spit laugh. He's very funny. He's great. He's a hood. I'm going to watch his new show with him and Don Johnson that exists for some reason. He's been carrying SNL on his back for like a decade. Yeah. Even longer. He's been on SNL for like 20 actual years at this point. It's like insane. I go to school and I wreck. I think he's actually the longest tenured member in SNL history. But yeah, I love how the... That was the big laugh on SNL, like, oh, like, John Krasinski smooched Pete Davidson. And it's just like, who cares? Like, it's mm. such like a nothing. It was I funny. Know. I mean, it was just like nothing. It was just like, oh, they're kissing. Okay. And it was just one of those, like, stage smooches. They should have done, like, a Trey Parker and Matt Stone, like, full-on oh. making out in basketball. Like, that would get a laugh. That's... That's something. Men kissing is, it was more shocking at the time of basketball than it is now. Exactly. Them doing that, they were like, can you even believe it? It's like, yeah, they like pecked on the lips. Like, who cares? Yes, I can, in fact. Yeah, it's the most believable thing I've ever seen on broadcast television, now that you mention it. I'm still thinking about Bill Cosby and Marilyn Manson <laughs> as having a show together. Yeah, that has legs. Was that bit in poor taste? Women fans out there, I know there are probably, I actually don't think any women currently listen, but if you do in the future, Lisa, actually, friend of the show, Lisa, my client, she listens. In. Lisa, is that an offensive bit? Write in to Enough the Podcast at Gmail and let us know because I am actually, for 2021, I'm trying to be much more woke. Yeah, we're I now back. refer to homeless people as unhomed. Ooh. That's another one I learned today. That's um, good. Ryan's woke corner. Yes. Good. Uh, Netflix is actually a bunch of different companies. This just happened last week, and there's already five projects in the works about it. The GameStop stock stuff. Ugh. Well, like big short kind of movies that are like for guys who think they know things about finance. Exactly. One of them's yuck. going to be called the Antisocial Network, which will chronicle amateur investors who sent the GameStop stock prices soaring and the chaos that has ensued. Like This happened a week ago. By the time this movie comes out, no one's going to care. I, and there's five of these projects. Five. They're just racing to the top like... Dante's Peak and Volcano. Yeah, like Netflix, MGM, three of the other ones. That sucks. Yeah, like this is a sketch at best. Like, oh, like the stocks were fucking compromised through GameStop. Like, yeah, it's funny. It's wacky, but. They should do the story of when I worked at GameStop alongside Ryan Rapucci and yes. we would do OxyContin off the counter. Mm. That would be a real movie. I would love the scene based on the time you gave me like $600 worth of merchandise, like on a lark, when I came by to visit you one day. Just tossing games at you? Yes. While like whistling. 
we were we were a pretty high theft location. It was a time in my, and this is my disclaimer. It was a time in my life where I was out of control. Mm. Five years later, I got sober, and here we are today, making hits. Yes. Um, what else is in the news? Uh, speaking of stuff that shouldn't be made, like that GameStop stock movie. They're doing the Sex and the City revival on HBO Max. Mm. And they've said that the revival will include COVID-19. Oh, I read that too with just Sarah Jessica Parker saying like, well, you know, we're, it's, it's a part of our lives now or something like that. Yeah. And we've Ugh. complained about this. I wrote this down because this guy summed it up perfectly. His Twitter is at Matt Grippy, G-R-I-P-P-I. He writes, COVID is boring, frustrating, depression. Uh, depressing. There's no interesting meaning or psychology to mine from it. We're all going through it and it sucks. We don't need to see what TV characters would do during it. It's bad. <laughs> Perfect. Na- yeah. It's just I like, have no notes. Yeah. <laughs> Final draft. And yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. This fucking Sex in the City. Kim Cattrall's not even going to be in it. I don't know that show that much, but she's like the biggest part of it. You're going to bring it back without her and with COVID? Yikes. Not for me. No. Not yeah, for anybody. It's going to be bad. Yeah. And Kim Cattrall was the funniest character of want, the time, the best looking character, the most interesting character. I wonder what Kim Cattrall would say about this if she was here right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's in. Oh, fuck. I'm not even. De- oh, yes. Oh, she is here. I thought oh, she- I was in the bathroom. Yes. I have a yeast infection. Oh, Kim. My it's goodness. a mess. It smells like... No. Um, <laughs> Sorry to hear that, Kim. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've There's been a lot of news based around the Sex and the City movie. Or, I'm sorry, reboot. Yeah. And it's like they're... It's going to be on HBO Max, right? Yeah. Okay. HBO Max in, is pulling out all the stops to try to get people to give a shit. Mm. They really are. Yeah, they they are. Yeah, they're in a big push. Huge. Since ever, I noticed it right around the... I was having an argument with Trey because he now works for Amazon. Trey is a friend of the show. Trey. <clears throat> Very cool. And I was saying... He was saying that Amazon, Amazon Prime and Netflix will always be the top two hmm. based... And I, I think that's probably kind of accurate because everybody has an Amazon account. And then with that, you get the streaming service. Yeah. Those are the two. Like you look at an a, a LG TV, the two buttons built in are Netflix and Prime. Especially at this point. Like even older people are probably like, oh, let me see what's on Prime. And there's like, there's something on there for right. everybody. They have so much stuff at this point. And there's point. a lot of Amazon originals were like this. They were the second company to start doing it out of the streamers. And then mm. Hulu originals came around and you know yeah. now we're looking at everybody's got them. And then HBO Max, their subscriptions are going up. And I imagine Wonder Woman was a bit of an uptick and whatever, but Hi. I don't know. It's just you could just you could just see that they're going for a big push. Yeah, like the Sopranos movie and Wonder Woman and Godzilla, and they've got some stuff coming. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm here for it. I'm a subscriber, yeah. but I hate the fact that they do have that exclusive deal with Samsung where I can't stream it on my LG TV unless I use a Google Chromecast downstairs or my Xbox. In the living room or the fucking Apple TV in the bedroom, because we have all LG TVs. Yeah. But speaking of stuff coming to HBO Max, they released the title for The Matrix 4, which will be coming to HBO Whoa. Max at the end of this year, I guess. 
It will be called The Matrix Resurrections, which keeps in line with the uh, Matrix Reloaded, Matrix uh, Revolutions, now Resurrection. The Matrix. I haven't seen it. <laughs> what is The Matrix? Um, I'm a big Matrix guy. I actually watched this. I noticed that on your letterbox. It made me laugh. You gave it four and a half stars. Uh, Where'd that other half go? I actually thought about giving it a flat five because that movie... Everyone shits on the second one, and it is very goofy, but I watched it the other night, like, trying to, like, to fall asleep to, and I watched all of it, because it's incredible. But I got a good feeling about this fourth one. I'll see it, yeah. The Resurrection. That will be HBO Max? Yep. Cool. Okay. December, supposedly. I'm sure That'll it'll... get pushed, yeah. yeah. Fuck. What else we got? Um, Jenny Slade had a baby. Ooh, I like her. Baby girl named Ida. Baby girl. That, yeah, she married some sort of a, I think like a a singer-songwriter. Oh, nice. Some, I follow her on Instagram. She lives in like a a shack now. Does she really? Well, like, I don't know. She lives somewhere like rural, and they seem to have some sort of a like country thing going on. I don't even know. But I'm a fan of hers. Uh, she's good. Hmm. What uh? What she have? Baby girl. Uh, yep. Ida is the name. Hi. Um, I gotta do it quick because I forgot last time. What you got? We gotta head on down to the sports corner. Wow. Come on, men. Take out those dicks. All right, my dick is out. I lost the story on the page, but a woman and her husband were ejected from a Lakers game for taunting LeBron James. Oh, shit. The woman is being known as Courtside Karen. Go (laughs) online and there's a clip of her challenging LeBron to a fight or something, and then her husband steps in but clearly is afraid. Courtside Karen, that's fun. Stay tuned here at uh, Enough the Podcast. You can hear more sports stories uh, from here at the, the Sports Corner. And, and mm. Put your dicks away and go okay. back to work. I'd like to know how she was taunting LeBron James, hopefully insulting the new Space Jam movie that he's That's, the star She of. mentioned that and then said he was mailing it in in Trainwreck. And yeah. that... Everyone should listen to enough the podcast. Ooh, that's where her exact words was pretty cool. Courtside Karen, friend of the show. How you doing, baby? That's fun. Did you see that six people were arrested after changing the Hollywood sign to Holly Boob? <clears throat> Not worth it, guys. Didn't they do Holly Weed <laughs> like a year ago? They did, which is much more fun. <laughs> Holly Weed. Maybe worth it. Ho- I, I Holly Boob. I, I like boobs better than weed. How about that, kid? They're both sick. This is right in to enough the podcast at gmail.com and tell us, do you prefer boobs or weed? <laughs> good idea, Beef. That's a fucking good news segment. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> I was trying Am to. Am I Beavis? Yeah. Your beefus. Beefus and hoops head and what? Yeah. He's in. So dumb. I was trying to think of what else you could change the Hollywood sign to. There's got to be... I'm going to sit down with, like, some words and get in the pun zone. I'm going to figure this out. 
And you I'm can gonna... take everything down, but wood. You can make woody, Kid. like a boner. Do it for Woody Allen, oh. my boy. Oh. Oh. What, what do you mean? What? Yeah, that. Those are just good. allegations. That's good. And what else do we have here? Oof, that fucking Wayne's World stuff. Uh, Folks, uh, have you seen the Uber Eats commercial starring Wayne and Garth Algar from Wayne's World? A.K.A. Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. I actually ordered from Uber Eats last night, and as my order was getting ready, it popped up and it was Wayne and Garth on the screen that, like, is the food being made, the little gif. They're like, your food looks good, man. Like, it's on its way, bud. And I'm just like, I don't want to eat this anymore. Like, this sucks. Seeing this stuff, like, legitimately depressed me. Yeah, it made me a little sick. Yeah. Also, Mike Myers looks like he's had cheek filler put in, and his nose looks altered. Both of them. When I first saw it, I was like, is that them? Like, it didn't even register that it was them. They just looked so weird and... They both... I, like, Dana Carvey is just old, but mm. Mike Myers is getting work done. And, yeah. like, we get it. You're a billionaire, and you're, like, probably married to some 14-year-old. But, like, leave your face as is. Yeah. And if he if he hasn't had work done, I'm a, I'm a monkey's uncle. And it's just fucked up. Like, instead of making Wayne's World 3 or, for crying out loud, Austin Powers 4, you're bringing back Wayne and Garth for an Uber Eats commercial. It's just embarrassing. Mike Myers has not done much beyond Shrek in the last 20 years. Yeah. And not to mention... What, like the love guru? <laughs> oh, Mariska Hagate. <laughs> God, that movie stinks. But it obviously harkens to mind the bit from Wayne's World where they have all the product placement. And it's like, it's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just sad. New, yellow, different. <laughs> but now they're just actually doing it. It's like... Dumb. It's, it's, yeah. It's like, you just took the fun out of everything. I'm out. Did you see that uh, they canceled Coachella and Stagecoach? As we, you know, probably could have expected. Yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe they'll do Wayne Stock instead. Ooh, love that. See what I did there? Chris Farley on stage. (laughs) I hate my father. (laughs) The one time I could actually play that clip, (laughs) and I don't know where it is. So good. God damn it. The fuck, man? Yeah, what else do we have here? I'm leafing through. Um, oh, that Trump stuff? The Trump letter? Folks, did you see Donald Trump's latest little... I'm actually... We're gonna we get it. Pull that up and read a little bit of it. That yeah. was actually really funny. Actually, let's just get him on the horn for this. Okay. Hello, Donald? I write you today regarding the so-called disciplinary committee hearing aimed at revoking my union membership who cares exclamation point and i'm gonna abandon the voice while i'm not familiar with your work i'm very proud of my work on movies such as home alone 2 zoolander and wall street money never sleeps and television shows including the fresh prince of bel-air SNL, and of course, the most successful show in television history, The Apprentice. Years ago, uh, we had the the SAG card. (laughs) And then a year ago, we had the presidency. There it is. (laughs) You gotta take it. Yes. I love that he's proud of his cameo in Wall Street Money Never Sleeps, which was cut from the film. 
you can only watch it as a deleted scene on YouTube, and he's terrible in it. It's like it, embarrassing. He looks superimposed. I remember watching that whole movie feels superimposed. Yeah. He especially. And his acting is so wooden. It's like Tommy Wiseau in the room stuff. Like he's terrible. Oh, hey, Mark. I'm so proud of this. I'm so terrific. I love how SAG was going to boot him, which for those that don't know, it's the Screen Actors Guild. I forget if you said that already. But mm. so they were going to boot him out. And then he probably caught wind of this, wanted to save face or his ego or whatever. You and can't fire me. I quit. Exactly. He just <laughs> quit. And you sent him this big, he has, what the funniest part is his like non-presidential presidential letterhead that it's on. It's like an eagle crest, but it's like, that's not, exactly. like, you can't use that anymore. Yeah. What is that? I guarantee he like makes everyone call him President Trump every time they address him for like the rest of his life also. It's like a white supremacist symbol. But yeah, this letter like, yeah, they, they booted him out of SAG and... I didn't even read. The letter goes on for like six more paragraphs, it, but it's just like boring and cartoonish. He's a boring guy. I love that he says, who cares, then goes on for like five actual paragraphs. Yeah, Donald, you care. Yeah, about nothing more, it would seem. And yeah, it was it was funny to see a little intel from him. They, they took away his Twitter. Lord knows what he's doing out there. I need more to be taken away from him. So let's, it's like little stuff is being pulled here and there. SAG card's pretty big because that means he can no longer get the Oscar screeners, which I would be upset about. God damn it, I want to watch Nomadland. Are your Frances McDormand is terrific. She gets so much work. She does. She's good. Speaking of her getting so much work and screeners, we got the Golden Globe nominees this week. And the Golden Globes are notoriously trash. But I thought we'd talk about the big nominees and how weird they are in this fucked up year. What do they got for Best Picture? Do you have that at hand? I got the TV shows first. Okay, TV. Best TV series drama. The Crown. Okay. Lovecraft County. Oof. The Mandalorian. Okay, okay, okay. Ozark. They would it. There it is, yeah. And Ratched. What a year when something like Ratched. These are for 2020? Yes. There was no Ozark in 2020, was there? It must have like just caught the window, like at the beginning of or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Ratched was bad. Yeah, it was. I don't know who Not watched. Not for me. I don't know who even watched it till the end to be able to have an opinion on it to nominate it. Seems insane. I mean, give it to Ozark or The Mandalorian, I'd say. Lovecraft County also. I don't know. Anyone who's watching that, I thought that show was nonsense. I shut it. It's absurd. And the nominees for Best TV, Musical, or Comedy are Emily in Paris, a show that exists only for people to joke about on Twitter. I guess someone likes it. I think my sister-in-law loves that show, but her taste is notoriously bad. Love you, Ash, but come on. The Flight Attendant. We shut that. Yeah. That's... It sucks. Yeah. (laughs) That got nominated. I was like, whoa. The Golden Globes get wackier every year. Yeah. They, more than any of the other award things, seem like they can be bought. And they're just like outright, like obviously bought. And also Schitt's Creek, which will probably win, that wins everything. The Great, 
that like historical comedy drama on Hulu that nobody nope. watched, and Ted Lasso, which people liked a lot. I didn't really get into it, gotta say. I couldn't. A lot of people said they loved it. Mm. I did not really give it a fair shake. But yeah, and then in the movies, <sighs> feature stuff, all the acting ones were like really weird and... Jared Leto got nominated for that movie, I The saw Little that. Things. Yeah, so somebody shared that. I was like, you were that passionate that you would share this? I'm like, Jesus. Hopefully that was like an ironic share. <laughs> I think it was real. Oof. I think, I don't know. Maybe they think he's handsome or something. Hi. Uh, the Golden Globe nominations for Best Picture, Musical or Comedy, Borat, Subsequent Movie Film, Hamilton. which Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton. Probably like shouldn't count because it's just like a recording of the play that they put on Disney Plus, but whatever. A movie called Music that I've never heard of. Nope, never heard of it either. Um, Palm Springs, which I enjoyed a lot. That Andy Samberg and no. What's Her Face thing. That should probably win. I'm 37! And The Prom, that Ryan Murphy Turkey Oof. got nominated. Ryan Murphy's just like buying what? all these categories. I got deep pockets. <laughs> what? I spent How a, much? <laughs> I spent a fortune getting ratchet that nom. What? What a ripoff. <laughs> and the nominations for Best Picture Drama, The Father, a movie with Anthony Hopkins that I've never heard of. I don't think it's... I like him. Yeah. I don't think it's been released for for people like us to watch at this moment in time. Also for Best Picture, Mank. Uh, we saw that coming, though. Yeah. Movie it, Screams award season. Movie, Oscars. It'll probably win an Oscar. It ticks so many boxes. A movie about Hollywood. It's black and white. It's got... That's probably it, but that's enough. And Fincher's <laughs> not won a big one yet, has he? I don't think so. He hasn't won director or no. best picture. Yeah, and everyone feels like he was snubbed for The Social Network. The, yeah. King, the King's Speech won over that. Everyone thinks that's like a Shakespeare in Love winning over Saving Private Ryan type right. debacle. Which is, you know, debatable. But the other movies up for Best Picture are Nomadland, the Frances McDormand movie that isn't out yet. Would like to see it. Promising Young Woman. Yes. We enjoy okay, quite a Okay, that's a bit. good one. I'd like to see that win. And Trial of... The Chicago 7, which I would not like to see win. So boring. Yes. That was so boring. That's the Aaron Sorkin, like, Netflix, true story, sob story. Yeah, the trial of Chicago 7 got on that American Film Institute list as well. Mm. The people, that movie's going to pull a lot. Mm. Um, They also listed Sound of Metal, Soul, One Night in Miami, Nomadland again, Minari, which we just talked about, Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Judas and the Black Messiah, and De Five Bloods. Mm. So a very, um, very diverse list, we'll say, mm. which is fine. But um, I think Promising Young Woman has been my favorite movie that would be eligible so far. Yeah. I don't see them giving that the win, but no. it probably deserves it, especially out of these lists. Yeah, I can't believe Quibi got completely shut out of the Globes. It's a shame. Not one Quibi property was up for an award. Brought a tear to my eye. And that fucking Gronk Manscaped ad. Oh, I have that queued up. This. You want to hear it? I do. Comedy is back, folks. 
I don't know if you've seen the new advert starring Rob Gronkowski. Oh. We're back in the sports corner, by the way. So Gronk is standing behind a bush, naked. And his model girlfriend is laying on a chaise lounge with the Manscaped trimmer in her hand and a pitcher of lemonade. And she just tossed Gronk the trimmer. Now he is shaving his tummy. Whoa. And making like a sexy face. Yeah, the other one I saw, he's like looking down at his balls. And he's like, is it weird that they're not the same size? And then they cut back and... It's he like just trophies. tossed oh. the Manscaped trimmer. Okay. He just tossed it into the lemonade, and then that they did like a star wipe, and that's the end of the ad, basically. Whoa. And I hated it. Yeah, like, but, you know. It seems like an ad from, like, the 90s. It's so, like, old-fashioned and horrible. Kid, how could you talk about Gronk like that? I know. You're fucking right. He... I am rooting for him and Brady to fucking bring home the Super Bowl. I saw somebody say something negative about Brady on Twitter. I learned how to track their IP address. I went to their house and I fucked them up. I broke a window. I opened the door. I came in and I brutally beat a man in front of his wife and kids for one bad tweet about Tom. Thank fucking God there's people like you out there to wipe the fucking scum and villainy off our fucking streets. So, like, if Gronk wants to shave his pubes on TV, I'm here for it. Yeah, he can can do whatever the fuck he wants. I'm waiting for him to fucking start his stand-up career back. Okay, he's hilarious. When, whenever COVID's over, which I don't believe it exists anyway, masks are for pussies. But side note, whenever that's over... The Gronk Cruise is gonna be <laughs> off the hook, kid. Kid, you're not gonna be able to fucking get me off of that boat. Kid. I'm gonna live on the Gronk Cruise until I fucking die. Do you remember last year when you crushed all those beer cans and then your whole forehead was ripped open and they were like, we're gonna call the emergency guys up here and they gotta stitch you up because that's a big wound and you're bleeding into the beers? And I was like, fuck you, put on drop kicks or something. And then you were like, fuck you, kid, and you got more beers and yep. then you broke more. Oh, it was awesome. That was fucking awesome. That was like one of the cooler things I did. Nothing better. Like they canceled opening day. They canceled the marathon. Fuck you. What are we going to do this year, kid? We've been getting drunk in my basement for like a year. What are they going to cancel next? Fucking Wahlburgers? They'll never cancel how much pussy we get. Right, bro? Kid, they fucking better not. They couldn't. Because we get it. (laughs) They also fucking couldn't. Even if they fucking tried. You're right. You're totally fucking right. Oh, boy. Whew. That's fun, isn't it? I didn't get a headache this time, though. I got like a like a sore throat last time from shouting. He's bad. I did that let's go, and my whole throat just like gave in. I woke up the next morning like, <clears throat> like a vocal performer. Let's go. Um, I noticed that Spotify is coming out with a technology that can listen to your voice, I guess, through your microphone and your phone. with, Ooh. And you can, you can hear the cadence and the tone of your voice and kind of detect what mood you're in and then curate a playlist based around your mood. So they'll be playing sad bastard music for me all day, every day. Fuck. Fuck. I, I, yeah, pretty much. They're just going to follow you around with like Elliot Smith and yeah. the score from Titanic. Here's the new Bonnie Vare for Scotty. That sounds fun and tech savvy. I, I still know. prefer Spotify to Apple Music. And I know that's an unpopular opinion. I love Spotify. I'm very used to their layout. Once you've used it for a long time, they give you legitimately great recommendations and let you know when the stuff you need comes out. Big Spotify guy. Mm. 
that's all my news, though. Um, do you have more? I mean, I know that Gronk thing put us over the edge. It was, <laughs> that was the breaking news of the week, of the, of the year, even. That was just everything you need. I saw that. Did you see this? There's a new The Equalizer TV show starring <laughs> Queen Latifah? In the vein of the Denzel movies? Correct. So she is the equalizer? Yes. She's, it's, what she's the doing? equalizer. Are now. they going to film that in Marshfield as well? Yeah. <laughs> God, that stinks. Now the field is fully equalized. Now that Queen Latifah can be an equalizer. The equal opportunity Is that something? The, Probably not. The uh, <laughs> equality-izer? Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw where you were going with it. But I don't know. This is just another one of those, like, they're taking, like, a mildly successful movie and trying to turn it into a TV show without the star. I don't know. Yeah, Denzel is not doing TV. And okay. Queen Latifah hasn't done anything since, like, the cover of People magazine where she was <laughs> raving about being 200 pounds and, quote, unquote, loving it. <laughs> you know you remember that. She can't even stand on those things. <laughs> I need a store-bought cheeseburger. But yeah, that's uh, that's the big after the Super Bowl premiere, so everyone can get excited for that. That sucks. Yeah, you can watch a. I will be asleep. Oh yeah, one hundred percent on purpose. Is that cologne I smell? <laughs> what about our no cologne agreement? And if we could take you down to the Lil Corner, we got two stories involving Lils. <laughs> like midgets. I wish. Lil, like rappers oh, with Lil in oh. their name. Oh, the Lil Uzi Vert story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He got a $24 million diamond put into his forehead, implanted, or whatever you say. They, like, cut it like a, like a piercing, like, into the middle of his forehead. Yeah. He looks like a complete idiot. I saw a post where he's, like, bleeding from it, and he has, like, a, yeah, like a unicorn horn in his forehead, and he says, if I don't get it taken out the right way, I could die. It's like, huh? Hopefully that's a bit. Because it's got to be a bit. Your forehead isn't that deep. Yeah. Right? Like it didn't go through to his brain. Or did it? I don't know. Yeah, like look at the picture. Like it's a, Yeah, I saw that. He tweeted that too, that caption. Yeah. It's so gross. You're like, what are you doing? Dude? He's like a little gross weirdo. Enough. 20, what the fuck? There's so many lils and like there's so many like like youngs just enough yeah are we getting old i remember when there was like one it was like lil wayne and that was it yeah i can't believe it continued to be a thing the lils i felt like i feel like that's like an early 2000s thing why aren't there more bigs yeah big exactly. hoops big I'm, ank i love a good fat rapper There's, we need some more big ank big ank type characters floating around in oh, the rap okay. in the rap community yes he just texted me asking if he has if I could get my Hulu login. Ooh. So Big Ank is is checking out. Big Ank just got the new LG TVs, the next model up, better than mine, and I'm furious, but also love it. The TV battle. I mean, and these ones are so nice that they're like paper thin, and you have to literally create a special box to put stuff, put the wires and stuff. In. You have to cut into the wall basically to to install it. It's Ooh. a construction project. You can't just put up a mount. Interesting. So they're they're awesome TVs. Gotta be. This is like a TV ad today. I'm talking TV. And the other Lil in the news this week, Lil Yachty, is this is that me? That was. Oops. You're good though. Lil Yachty is developing an Uno movie with Mattel. That's Uno the card game. It's 
It's an action heist comedy set in the underground hip hop world of Atlanta. Mixed with Uno, the card game. I mean, the news gets more fucked up every week. I feel like they're just toying with us and putting out stories. What did the, the executives at Hasbro just see him in that fucking Sprite commercial and go, that's the guy with the beads in his hair singing about nothing? Yeah. Let's get him in here to make a fucking movie about this game that came out 50 years ago. You're like, I'd love to see someone pitching that movie to the point where someone bought it. Like explaining that... What I just said, action heist comedy set in the underground hip-hop world of Atlanta about Uno. How did someone convince people with millions of dollars to make that? It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's like a competitive Uno game, and it goes awry, and it's kind of like that movie The Drop with I mean, Tom Hardy. <laughs> see, that would be dope, but the fact that it's like the Uno movie, I feel like it'll be like a PG, like fun, weird romp. I don't even know what it would be. It sounds insane. doesn't sound good. Be but not good at all. We wish Lil Yachty the best in his ventures, I guess. I, I don't even know. I don't. But I think that's it news-wise. Maybe we... Did you shut anything? I did. I got two shots. Let me find them here. Um, 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 um. Oh, I shot Fake Famous, a new documentary on HBO oh, Max. Right. It's one of those, like... Uh, Famous people, social media influencer, docs, they like focus in on a couple certain ones and show you what it's like. I mean, if you've seen one of these social media influencer docs, you've seen them all. This one I watched 20 minutes and was just like, yeah, a bunch of weird people have like 40 million followers for whatever reason. Like, I don't know. So it was just frustrating. Yeah, they just show you a bunch of uninteresting people who shouldn't be influencing everyone or influencing anyone but are, and it's just like, oh, this sucks. And someone did, someone did have a good line, though. That they said, being famous is like being a toddler. Everything you do is praised. <laughs> and I was like, that's... Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Like, that probably is what it's like. <laughs> Sounds dope. <laughs> I'm in, yeah. Sign mm. me up. Uh, I... Sh- what did I shot? I shut off the SNL episode with John Krasinski. Did not make it far. Oh, come on, man. I shut off a show called The Sister, a British show on Hulu. It, I don't even remember anything about it. I must have shut it real quick. The Sister? And then I shut off a movie called Monsters and Men about John with John David Washington as a cop. This movie came out like three years ago before he was really popping. I think it was like right when he got ballers. I don't think like I've ever heard of it. A couple a year or so after he got ballers, whatever. It was mm. uh, it was a cop movie. There's like I think it it's kind of like a Fruitvale Station type of deal where like there's a black cop and well not that there's that's a bad example because there was no black cop in that. But anyway, it's, it's mm. like a police brutality, you know. And I was just like, this is heavy. Lucy yeah. looked at me and was just like, you're watching like movies about like persecuted people and like depressing cop stories. Like, can we like watch anything a little lighter than this? And I was like, mm. yeah, probably. No, that's fair. Yeah, I thought so. And I also shut off Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. I'm surprised you went back for that. I had been, I watched all, th- actually I skipped the second one, but the podcast Blank Check, which mm. is very enjoyable, they did the whole series. So I was like, let me watch these and so I could then listen to the episodes and get in on the fun. This is maybe the worst film series ever, just based on the first one and in Los Angeles. Mm. Fucking Paul Hogan. 
is a dog shit actor. Has he know. done anything else? He's in a bunch of stuff. Like Enterprise around, rent-a-car commercials or something? <laughs> basically. He had like a a couple movie run after the first Dundee, and then he just like did Dundee stuff for forever. But this movie, like it cuts to commercials, like it's a TV show within like a movie. It's just terrible. It's supposed to be a comedy that has no laughs, no anything. Horrible. I don't know how they made three of them. And there's a new one, actually. Four of them. Yikes. I'm putting Crocodile Dundee in the obits. Do you have any Firmly. more shots? No, that's it for me. Let's uh, take a little break. Ooh. We're going to watch the new John... Speak of John David Washington, we're going to watch his new movie on Netflix. There you go. Which I can't for the life of me remember the title of, even though we've said it. Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm in the Middle, starring John David Washington and Brian Cranston. They're, be, they're mucking it up. I'd be so much more excited to watch that. <laughs> but yes, we'll be right back. We're back. We just watched um, the new John David Washington Zendaya picture on Netflix called Malcolm and Marie. He got it. I got it that time. I'm really proud of myself. I had to write it down just like high school when I wrote down nothing. (laughs) As we mentioned earlier, it's from visionary director Sam Harris. Of course. Who has done nothing but Euphoria and like maybe one other movie. He's a visionary. Shorts, shorts only. Shorts. Huh. Year round. Got a little summary here for the fans. This movie is about a director and his girlfriend's relationship is tested after they return home from his movie premiere and await critics' responses. And the whole movie's basically them just, like, bickering about their relationship and... A lot of bickering. Yeah, like... Whole movie's bickering. In this movie, it was black and white which is nice every once in a while, like a classy black and white picture. It kind of reminded me of an old Woody Allen movie. What? In the black and white nature and the fact that it's just like couples bickering endlessly and talking about the industry and Mm. such. We were talking, John David Washington is good. Like he was the guy in Tenet. He's the next big thing, yeah. He's notably Denzel Washington's son. He was on on, uh, Ballers... Like yes. Scott said, Tenet. I he's a good I actor. needed more out of the female lead here. I was like I was saying, I wished I believe that Zendaya was a miscast. Mm. I think I would have enjoyed this more were it to have been Zoe Kravitz, for example. That's a good recast. I like that a lot. Age would have lined up better too. She's about thirty. Yeah, like you said, he looks like he's like 40, and she looks like she's 20. He's, They're kind of a weird yeah, duo. He's, he's almost 37, and she's 25. Yeah. So Or 24, maybe. So so it was, which is doable. You know, it's not crazy, but it. he's an older-looking 36, 37, and she's a younger. Like, she could be Correct. 20, and he could be 40 yeah. is what it looked like to me. Yeah. And he looks good, but he looks like his father. And he acts like his father. Yeah, there were a couple scenes where he's giving a big speech, and I was like, wow, this guy really is Denzel's son. Like, he's he's got the stuff. We don't need a DNA test. Yeah. And she 
they give her a bunch of speeches, but she doesn't really nail them mm. like he did. Like, she's okay. She was serviceable, but I wasn't really... Sure. People talk about Zendaya. Like, she's, like, the new... I don't know. She doesn't wow me chops-wise. She ain't it, and, as they say. Yeah. She kind of looks like Beyonce's, like, little sister or something. She's very skinny and just looks like a... I don't know. Too young or something. But this movie was conceived, shot, and finished during the pandemic. And it shows. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, you get a real, this was the only set they were allowed vibe. I got a quote from the director. He says, there was no script su- supervisor, no first AD, no real props department. Zendaya was doing her own hair and makeup, and there was no schedule. And it's like, no script supervisor. I, I believe that. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. It was. It felt like they were just firing off monologues at each other for two hours, and it, we, as I said, people don't talk like that. No, people just you just don't. There's never been a time in my life where I've said let someone talk at me for five minutes straight and not said a word. Yeah, and couple stuff can be good. Like I really like the Richard Linklater before movies. Like before sunrise, sunset, and midnight, mm. and those movies are basically just like couples talking and or bickering, and it's great. This one was just kind of mm. their bickering like gets annoying after a while. It's like a director complaining about the good review he got for his new movie. It's just like yeah, this movie had like a coffee and cigarettes vibe in the mm. sense that it was like in one spot. Also, cigarette-wise, Zendaya smokes a lot in this movie. She's not a convincing no. cigarette smoker. She holds it between her index and her middle. Yeah. Which, if you have ever been a cigarette smoker, as we both have, mm. one would never conveniently hold a cigarette like that. You are never not going to use... And if, I'm sure there's somebody out there saying, that's not how I smoke, but you, you use your index and your, and your thumb. Yeah. Try it out at home. It's, the, it's one of those things. It's the kind of thing you wouldn't notice unless you were looking for it. But we like to, like, clock when someone's, like, a good cigarette smoker. Mm. Like, they should teach people how to smoke on screen, like how they teach people how to use guns for action movies. Like, it's important. Or just don't have cigarettes in movies. Ooh. People don't really smoke anymore. It's, yeah. like, a thing that's still happening, sure, but, like, movies overdo it. Yeah, like, this movie... Yeah, they kind of shoehorn it in to show, like, wow, she's really, like, distraught. And, and he's, like, right, and he's supposedly smoking cigarettes again after he hasn't for so long. And it's, like, this big thing. And it, I didn't get the effect they wanted her, like, you're smoking again? Yeah. I was kind of just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, whatever you guys want to do, it's fine. Have fun. <laughs> but, I don't know. It, I liked it a lot in the beginning. I liked it a little in the middle. The end, I was ready for it to be over. And I didn't hate it. It was I gave it three stars out of five on Letterboxd. Ooh, you already got on Letterboxd before the key. I rifled it off. Yeah, like some parts I was like, ooh, this is really good. Other parts I was cringing. Overall, I don't know. If it seems like something you might be interested in, you'd probably get something. It's nice to look at. Like nice, classy black and white. Watch it on mute. You'll enjoy it more. And I will give it credit for not bringing COVID into the plot at all. Him. We're all about not having that on screen. No, there is no reason. Yeah. There's no upside. It doesn't... Realistic? My life is realistic. I don't need you to remind me of the pandemic. 
Hmm. And yeah, this is one of those movies, I feel like people who blindly hate art movies, they think like every art movie is like that. Yes. And... They're not, but yeah. this this is. <laughs> yeah, like this is... If you're not a big movie person and you just throw this on, you'll be like, why did they make this? Like, this is a movie? A guy and his girlfriend arguing and he's complaining about the good reviews he just got? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. It was a good... Re- that's the annoying part is it was a positive review. Yeah. And, and they it- just... The white screenwriter, as you mentioned, took mm. his angle to virtue signal of the angry black guy. It's like it would be one thing if John Singleton wrote the script or Spike Lee or, or someone else who's had, had a black experience. But yeah. this white dude probably who grew up in Agora Hills writing from the perspective of a black guy mad at a white movie critic is just woke applesauce and I'm good. It's something, like I'm good. I'm no, I don't don't do that. It's what people might call visionary. That's yeah. what being a visionary is. That's what it's about. I love how he he gets called visionary for doing four episodes of a middling HBO teenage drama. Exactly. And then this, and like a short that was probably not even in any festivals. And like he has vision, I guess. But yeah, that's Malcolm and Marie now on Netflix. We're kind of rude about movies sometimes, but like <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. I just like I, I sat through that and I was like, okay. Yeah, imagine the people who make these movies listening to one of our scathing skewerings. Like you being, guys didn't get it. Yeah. Me being like, uh, I actually, I liked it. I was just like trying to be funny and stuff. It was like a, a bit I was doing. I would probably hang in there and then it would be super uncomfortable and I would try to pivot and then fail. Mm. And that would be what it was. Because, like, there's no way I can I could make myself come up with the words to say, I haven't been in that situation in a while where somebody's, like, involved in something and I need to pretend I liked it. So let's, I'd like to keep it that way. Mm. Luckily, everybody in my life is super talented. And anyone who listens to this podcast, you are super talented. Ooh. So... Were you to present me with some project, I'd be interested and it would be real. And I'm bad at faking it. No doubt. <clears throat> and this week we also checked out the new Apple original feature film, Palmer. Very unexciting title. It Did- was pretty good. Yeah. I Not a little, great. A little summary. A bullied young boy with gender confusion lives with a drug-addicted Take mother... And an abusive boyfriend, Palmer, played by Justin Timberlake, recently released from prison after serving 12 years for attempted murder, moves in with his grandmother and rediscovers his heart in the process of learning to accept his past and a new way of being in the world. Mm. And yeah, this was like a a decent heart-tugging indie drama kind of deal. June Quigg, that grandmother and everything. Yes. I was laughing about that. I was saying I wish it was Jill Quigg. Yeah. Instead of June Squig. She, that scene where she's having a CI in bed, that made me laugh. And like she has fun banter with the young gender confused kid. And He was a scene stealer. I, I like that. I like a child actor going for it with a, with a big, it was a big role for a kid. Yeah, that kid nailed it. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, like Timberlake, he's forced into watching this kid through a variety of plot stuff without giving it all away. Mm. And yeah, 
Timberlake's a good actor. He's got the stuff, yeah. Every time I see him something, like, it always seems like, oh, this will probably be terrible, but it's like, yeah. He's good. Yeah. I said he's still got it. And uh, Juno Temple plays the ex-wife slash mother of his child, and yes. she is really, really Juno Templing it up in this movie. Oh, yeah. It is the most Juno Temple. For th- those that don't know, I honestly can't even, what was she in, vinyl? Like, as, like, the whore in the 60s? Yes. And I can't, she's always, like, this, like, drunk on drugs, disorganized, loose woman, and yeah. she fucking nails it. It's, she really it's does. her part. She was born to play it. And, yeah, some uh, people are typecast and you feel bad for them. Her, every time I see her, I'm like, wow, she's doing what she does and she's doing it well. Like, she's killing it. She's, yeah, she's Junoing it up. She's, yeah. The, Sob story. The queen of playing like a promiscuous, drug addled gal. Like, the best in the biz. Easily. And also, her boyfriend, played by uh, Dennis Duffy from 30 Rock, the guy who plays Mayhem in those car insurance commercials. Oh, God. He <laughs> he always makes me laugh. When Wait, I... no, that's not his real name. Um... Oh, yeah, that's his name on 30 Rock. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know someone who knows him. Yeah, of uh, an old pal of mine yeah. used to date him. Yes. And she thought when she met him that he was the guy from Burn Notice. <laughs> And it was Jeffrey awkward. Donovan, yeah. much cooler. And I can't remember his real name. <laughs> I can't either. Dean Winters. There it is. Dean Winters. He's a New York guy. And he plays like the deadbeat dad in a lot of, that's his new thing. He was like a yeah. dickhead in the 90s and 2000s. Now he's like an older, broken dickhead yeah. who like is somehow leaning into a white trash persona. I think he's great. Oh, he's incredible. Like He was good on... Um, Help me out with that show that you recommended with the kid who fights everybody, Wayne. Oh yeah, he Wayne. played the deadbeat dad on that too, like a month ago. Oh, so he he he's good. I like him. He does a good job. He does a lot with a little. I would say he probably gets the rewatchables Dion Waiters Award for this movie. Mm, yes, and I I liked the scenes where Justin Timberlake was defending his son and like beating people up with just reckless abandon. Like, bro, you just got out of jail for over a decade. Yeah. Good chance they're going to send you back for that behavior, but you don't give a fuck, and I appreciate that about you. Yeah, that was, yeah, like when he's heading to the bar to uh, oh, yeah. fight those guys. Movie yeah, the movie really only has one speed, but it's decent. Yeah, it's very, like, kind of predictable, but well-made, well-acted. The uh, Justin Timberlake is really good at crying on camera, I noticed. He can really turn on the waterworks. That yeah. might be like his, his, his strength his as an angle, actor. Yeah. This is like Lonesome Jim without the humor. Yeah. Is sort of where my head was at. And I almost, this movie almost got some tears out of Scotty. Did I, it really? I was, when I was I know right the on scene. the precipice. I know the scene. Oh, yeah. it's It's got some moments where it's like, oh. With the car? Yeah. Okay. It's That's not a spoiler, by the way. Yeah. Now you know there will not be a car crash, but okay. And yeah, it's, it's kind of a sob story, but it's. You know, got some sweetness in there. I enjoyed it. It's on Apple TV Plus. This is called Palmer. It's a, it's an okay watch. Yeah. And there's not a lot. I expected to be bored. Yeah. For like an Apple TV original starring Justin Timberlake. I put this on like, woof. And I was like, oh, it's it's fine. Enjoyable. And it said the end at the end of the movie, which I always go back and forth on whether or not I, I like or not. 
In this movie, I liked it. I like it. When it's just like... I like it. I like it. It always throws me for a loop. And it's just like, the end. It's very, like, old-fashioned kind of thing. I feel like movies Finn. used to do that more. Yeah. Finn. But, yeah, that's Palmer on Apple Plus, as we said. What else did we watch this week, right? That's pretty much it for me. I watched a little of that uh, Thousand Pound Sisters show on Hulu. When I say a little, I mean every episode. <laughs> um, in the beginning, you're laughing at how much they eat, and by the end, you are rooting for them to lose weight. So they had a good little arc. When you say a Thousand Pound Sisters, are they a Thousand Combined. Pound? Okay. I was hoping that they... One is six, one is four. Ooh. Good duo. One of them is really pulling that weight. 600 pounds is a big person. Yeah. That's a lot of weight. Can you imagine? I cannot. No. Hefty. <laughs> Hefty. I'm really rich. But yeah, we also watched uh, The Vanished. Oh, right, right, right. A, a new I Netflix forgot that vehicle. I watched it. I have no notes. It's fine. This one was just like, uh, it's in the Netflix top 10 and it's vaguely new. So I think people are watching it and we got caught up in it. It's directed by Mike Dexter. From Can't Hardly Wait. Peter Facinelli. I'll kick everyone's ass in this room. That, I think I wrote that in my review with an at to you because yeah. you said it first. And I was like, I just want it out there and I'm not going to try to take credit. And he, Amanda. He, he can't really do other stuff. I watched him in that movie Lucy's like a, like 10 years ago about like loose cigarettes and he's like a, a, a grifter stealing from people. Yeah, that's such a blockbuster movie. I remember it that It was now. bad. Yeah. And then he's kind of bad. And he was all right on Nurse Jackie. I'll give him that as like a doctor who gets boners all the time. Remember? Hmm. Did you watch that show? I didn't. I never he, got he's, into that. He's Peter Facinelli directed this movie. It's with Thomas Jane and uh, Anne Heche, mm. who's famous for having <laughs> dated Ellen DeGeneres. And she's fresh off a season of Dancing with the Stars and really just bringing her A-game to this picture. Her like, I'll take anything. <laughs> I was laughing at, they play parents of like a six-year-old in this movie, Thomas Jane and mm. Anne Heche, two the people who are like firmly in their 50s. They're just like... There yeah. was, a, yeah, they're they're not young. And yeah. They don't look young. Mm. I would say he's pushing sixty. Yeah, but yeah, this is kind of like a mystery thriller. Like they're on vacation, their kid disappears, and then it gets all he's wacky 51. with a bunch of twists. And uh, you know, they both go like rogue, trying to figure it out. And something that made me laugh. There's a scene. Their daughter's missing. And they've had to like do a bunch of crazy, gritty stuff trying to find her. And they're looking through someone's cabin. And Thomas Jane's looking through some babe's camera. And he like stops to zoom in on some of the pictures of her and her camera. It was just like an odd, funny moment that came out of nowhere where I was like, oh, this movie's all right. We're having fun here. I like Thomas Jane. I, I was a famous for watching all of Hung wow. on HBO. So Something. you're the one. I'm the, I'm the viewer. <laughs> I think me and Jack, and that's about it. Nobody else tuned in for that. I couldn't get into Hung that show Hung was a show on HBO about a man with a really big dick. That's it. That used to be all it took to get a show green. That's a show. That would go for like four seasons. Okay, so how big was it? Bigger than everybody else's? Okay, that's a show. Yeah, we can get four seasons out of that. And no problemo. <laughs> I think they did, actually. Four. Yeah. Um, it was okay. You The twists don't matter, and it slogs itself along it took me two sittings i don't know why i finished it i'm finishing more things now because i i don't Ooh. consider 
it doesn't count if I don't finish it to write a letterbox review and I want to get that high. To, I want to beat your total. That's exactly what I'm talking about, 400, baby. 402 is the number. I'm I'm shooting for 403 movies this year. I love this. This will add an, a layer of intensity to the program. Us having yeah. a letterboxed total movie watch It's a race. Battle. This is good. Well, I shouldn't have told you. I should have just snuck up on you in December and been like, by the way, and I've been against you for 12 months now. Yeah, now I'm really going to turn on the NOS <sighs> on this. I might have to quit my job. <laughs> just I'm, taking Second turkeys. location is on ice. I'm going to stop working entirely, pr- park myself down here in the chill zone, and just watch movies on repeat until wow. I get – I can get 10 a day wow. if I don't sleep. Wow. Four hours of sleep is enough. I'll watch 10 two-hour movies a day. Yeah, we've become like full-time turkey watchers. That's like our entire life. Like even those though it's basically people in the Matrix is. plugged into the seats. Yeah. Um, the Turkey Boys. Doing like an Agent Smith thing? I don't know what I'm doing. But yeah, this movie, The Vanished, it's not great. But like you, I was interested enough to finish it. Well, the jerks start called. They're running out of you. Like, which I can't say for everything. You know, we shut a bunch of stuff, as you know. And this, I finished. And I actually thought the final twist was almost interesting and kind of made it more of a, a piece of work. But yeah, the van- if you're in the mood for a middling thriller on Netflix, pop on The Vanished. Give our boy Mike Dexter some, uh, some props. <coughs> And TV-wise, you've been watching that show Flack? Did we talk about We finished already? that, yeah. Was that whatever or not great? Or? It's a show. Yeah. It's very formulaic. It's just like everything else. Uh, it's Anna Paquin as like a publicist in London. And it felt like, what's that Rob Delaney show on Amazon? Catastrophe. It felt like Catastrophe meets um, Ray Donovan, meets uh, maybe Sex and the City, and there's one more in there. It's just like very derivative of like seven or eight different projects from years past, and Mm. it just felt like it's 100% an Amazon original. It wasn't actually created for Amazon. They bought it, and there's like another season that's out already that they don't own the rights to yet. It's like a, a British production company, but when those are given, it'll be put onto Amazon is what we read. Interesting. So it's fine. Anna Paquin is good and the supporting actors are good as well. Yeah, there's we, a lot of Amazon shows like that where it's like fine, but it seems half baked. It's just like, yeah, this is right. just like a You can rip through it in two nights. There are like forty minute episodes, there's six of them just rip right through. Mm. My new T V project is I'm watching Seinfeld from the Tippity. I saw that. How are those uh, first two seasons aging, or how I've, have they aged? I finished all of season one. It's only five episodes, and they definitely like don't have their legs yet. It's not like the good stuff that it becomes, but mm. it's it's still funny. Like there's some great George stuff. Kramer's very weird in the first season. They yeah. ha- they hadn't figured him out yet. No, they have him like weirder than he is the rest of the show, unless. Uh, Hilarious, but yeah, there's not a lot to watch. I figured, why not rewatch Seinfeld? I'm sure there's a couple episodes along the way that I missed. It'll be new to me. Uh, if you have not watched Seinfeld, you're dumb. <laughs> yeah, and st- start it yourself. I would say start at season four. Go four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and just cruise. Yeah, you don't need one, two, and three. 
They're like, great. They are. They're iconic television. But the 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 final three seasons, in my opinion, are the best three seasons of comedic television in existence. Yeah, like every episode is a home run, which yes. for like a sitcom that has 24 episodes a season, like no other show is as good as Seinfeld was. I said this the other day. I can read the titles of the episodes in season nine and get a laugh. Yeah, we were texting. Like you sent all the titles for the final season. I was looking through it just like home run, home run, home run, <laughs> like classic app, all gold. Love it. And I think that's it. Maybe we watch uh, 90 seconds of, I don't know, The Departed? That's a wild idea, but I support it. Ooh. Here we go. He's on board. (laughs) There she is, Vera. We're in the middle of a fucking funeral. Vera's upset. Matt Damon doesn't know what to do. I don't fucking know what to do. Alec Baldwin and that guy who's about to get startled. Hmm. Here we go. Those gunshots. What a picture. There he is, getting startled. What about the baby? We got a minute left, so I don't know what we're about to catch right here. Yeah, it says, to remind the fans, uh, our lead of this picture, Leo, was killed a couple 90 seconds ago. And, uh... The baby. I hope we get some Wahlberg in this 90. This is like a quiet, weird 90. Sorry to the fans. I don't even know what to say. We're just looking at, like, scenery. Oh, this is like the end of the movie. Are we reaching the fucking end of this bit right now? Nah, we got 15 seconds left. The fucking Wahlbergler is about to surprise this fucking idiot. Matt Damon's entering his fucking dope new place with a fucking bunch of baguettes that were referenced earlier in the film. Pause it. Wow. (laughs) Folks, I think next week will be the final entry of this bid. Which is a wild concept. Yeah. Wow. It's hard to believe that we are getting there. And I don't know where my closing credits music is. Here it is. That's fine. I mean, turkey heads. Thanks for listening. Slovakia, we love you. Um, that's enough. Have a go. Folks, if you're looking for... <sighs> Ooh. I, yep. Fuck. Ooh. Next week. Folks, have a go. Together. And it's time to take a stand.